All right, I got um, a, I got a burp. Okay, burp. All right, quiet and set. Cool. <laughs> sound sound speeds. Welcome back to Avatar The First Viewing. This is a podcast where we watch every episode of Avatar The Last Airbender and we get your commentary by someone who has seen it all and someone who has seen none of it before. Yeah, I'm your co-host Peter Kang and I am your Avatar newbie. And I'm Eli and... I am your avatar expert. Expert, so, he says. Expert. Expert, yes. Yeah. Sometimes, even though we need our fact checker on occasion, um, our own Nikki, who Nikki, we tells love us Nikki. where we're wrong. And this episode, we're, we're actually doing a two-parter. Yes. Since we have a our first instance of a part one, part two, we figured we would do both in one episode. So Yeah, these were juicy. The these were juicy. Uh, I, they mm. got into the lore. They developed a lot of uh, spa- like fantasy narrative stuff and i was all about it i was all about it okay so i think it is just about time for our newbie recap yep, yep. hey newbie recap newbie here this was fun one there were this was a two-part episoder let me give you a quick recap of both uh i'll do it separately in the first part team avatar uh stops at a village because they see this huge scorched forest Turns out that this beast has been terrorizing the village. Aang feels an obligation as the Avatar to help them. And he chases this spirit forest and somehow ends up in the spirit world where he runs into Roku's dragon. The dragon gives him a vision of this ominous uh, comet as well as mm-hmm. this, uh, f- this Avatar temple. And then Aang knows that he needs to go to this fire temple in the fire nation to talk to avatar Roku. Dun, dun, dun. Also at the end of the episode, they, uh, you know, he helps them resolve the issue with the beast. Turns out the beast is just the spirit of the forest. That was pissed that some people burned down the forest, but you know, all's well that ends well. Mm -hmm. Uh, the second part, second part team avatar maneuver past a battalion of fire nation ships to get to the fire temple of the avatar, mm-hmm. they wriggle past the sages that are trying to stop them, who have now become loyal to the fire lord and not the avatar. They get inside the avatar chambers uh, with some wit, and Ang uh, talks to Avatar Roku, who tells him, "Hey, uh, you got to master all your shit by the end of next summer, or mm-hmm. else the comet that comes back." <laughs> That's what the Fire Lords used as a power-up 100 years ago to take over the world. Yeah, It's no coming pressure. back the, the end of this summer, and they're going to use it to take over the rest of the world, man. Mm-hmm. So get your shit together, yep. but in a nice way. Turns out Avatar Roku is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, not an asshole, and, as you said before. Not, a, not an asshole, as I you know questioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before uh, he leaves, he basically channels himself through Aang to help them fight Commander Zhao and the other firebenders that are guarding outside of the avatar quarters of the temple. He splits open the entire temple and like summons magma up from the ground on this Mm -hmm. island and team avatar gets away. And that's the end of the epic, awesome world building two part episode series. I'm just going to say it right now. We recorded this episode and I didn't press record, so we <laughs> took it again. So yeah, but if anything better is very for you guys. tightly wound, if all these arguments are very well thought out, it's because we've just talked about them. 
It's um, our second and a half try, but it's yeah, all good. second and a half try here. Do we want to do predictions or favorite Oh, seasons? yeah. Let's do predictions first. So hey, tell hey, me hey. what your predictions Yep, yep. How has your view of Avatar Roku changed in this episode? In these yeah, so previously I think I said I, was, I wasn't sure if the Fire Nation took over 100 years ago because of Avatar Roku or because Avatar Roku left and there was no other Avatar. Right. Um, I thought Avatar Roku might be an asshole. It turns out that the Fire Lord is an asshole, but Avatar Roku is more concerned with uh, the lineage of the Avatar and the balance in the nations mm-hmm. and is going to at least help Aang now. If not, I, 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 think he, I, I think we'll be seeing more of him. Okay. Yeah. And I agree. I think we will be seeing more of him. Yeah. Also, uh, in terms of predictions, this is less of a prediction and more of just the show telling us. They very well set the scene that the big boss level enemy is going to be the Fire Lord. They yep. build him up to be super scary and ominous in this episode. Uh, they give a time. Jacked as hell. Yeah, jacked as hell. I said, uh, I think he's he, his silhouette is very much like Akuma from Street Fighter. You know, mm-hmm. everyone's, everyone's scared of him. The sages, Commander Zhao, Zuko, even Iroh, his brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they, he puts a time cap on it. It's by the end of the summer. You know, mm-hmm. we know that either the end of the season or end of the series is going to be this culminating battle probably yeah. between Aang and the Fire Lord. It really sets the the stakes for the entire series. Yeah. Um, you know what has and I think this is what makes this show really strong is there's really clear goals um, for uh, Aang and for everyone else, like what they need to accomplish by the end of this show yeah. and what he needs to do to get there. He needs to master all the elements. Yep. And in such a condensed time period, the pressure is on, but he has great friends including now Avatar Roku to help him. Yeah, and it and it really uh, helps you root for, you know, Aang, who's very much an underdog Avatar here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they set up a lot of good mechanisms in this episode to give little different advantages that Aang will get, you know, the spirit realm, yep. uh, how the past Avatars are able to channel power to the mm-hmm. current Avatar. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that is utilized yeah. as the seasons go on. And one other thing we want to touch on here is this is the first instance that we see Aang enter the spirit world. And he does so with – it's pretty easy for him. He does it almost accidentally, right? He just – he's searching for Sokka. He sits on this yeah. little bear statue thing. And then he wakes up and he's in the spirit world. It's, it's second nature to him, him being like a Air Nation nomad monk yeah. uh, taught very early on the importance assume, – assumedly – Pres- presumably what what am i trying to say <laughs> yeah, presumably yeah, yeah. Pre- presumably is that the word presumably? yes <laughs> okay thank you that only took like six tries presumably and now i don't even remember these was- no yes now i remember presumably growing up in this culture they have a much higher importance on the connection with the spirit world yeah um and we see that iroh is pretty much the only character that's able to see ang in the spirit world um, Iroh was captured in this uh, first episode and just sees him fly overhead at a million miles per hour on top of a dragon, a spirit dragon. Yeah, and he's real casual about it. And uh, you, mm-hmm. you get the sense that I think they'll be showing more of this where certain OP characters are more in touch mm-hmm. with the spirit world and have their own yeah. connection and like spirit beasts or something where they channel more yeah. of the elements from. It's a similar mm-hmm. concept as like, you know, certain Jedi having more connection with 
with the force, the force mm-hmm. in One Piece. I love talking about One Piece. Like <laughs> every time, certain every, characters. Every episode, I think yeah, it's like the. I love One Piece, man. We have so many Easter eggs <laughs> so far in this podcast, and I feel like One Piece is going to be another ready. Yeah, I feel like I got to end every episode. Be like, you want to say something about One Piece now? <laughs> Tie it in, man. But I'll say yeah. it. I'm gonna say it. In One Piece, it's called Haki, which is very much like Chakra or the Force. Okay. You know, and certain people have it, and they're OP as fuck, and they can channel it into yeah. their powers. I imagine it's kind of like you know, good, mm-hmm. uh, good benders. Okay, well then let's uh, go ahead and move on to favorite scenes. Yep, yep. Um, Nikki, what was your favorite scene? So my favorite scene, actually, this second part of this two-parter is actually my favorite episode so far because I love the scene when they're trying to get into the room to see Roku. And you see all three of them, meaning Team Avatar, be very useful in this one moment, especially Sokka, because I really don't think he's particularly useful in this show. He's useful in kind of like manly ways, like he... Or he just kind of, like, helps them out, like, gets food and stuff. But, like, he was important in the strategic portion of this episode in that he suggested using these fireballs to open up the door, and then it didn't work. So then Katara comes in with her idea of making it look like they got in. Yeah. And then Aang, as always, is important. And then, as you guys actually pointed out in our <laughs> first iteration of this <laughs> Um, Momo is also used because they use his little shadows. So I just loved the hashtag teamwork in this moment. I was about to be really pissed if Sokka's idea to open the door worked right away. But they did it. They did it in a way that, you know, actually wasn't just like Deus Ex Machina, like wasn't just a freebie. They, they did use their brain a bit and it was believable. Yeah, and I think the team is really starting to work well together now. Yeah. They're, they're good. The team is starting to gel. You know, the team is starting to gel. Yeah. They, they know their strengths. Appa, of course, literally carrying a lot of the weight. <laughs> and that actually leads into one of my um, favorite scenes right after that. Gotta be when Avatar Roku makes his grand debut of doing things. Dude, that was so epic. And he... Uh, uh, Aang is able to essentially take the form of Roku. I can't actually recall this happening. This because before when he enters the Avatar state, his eyes glow up, but he's still Aang. He's Hashtag he is Roku in this moment. Yeah. Uh, yes, the glow up, literally because him being a firebender, he glows, <laughs> and also his eyes glow and his his arrowhead. Yeah, he just the the firebenders, um, uh, General Zhao and the sages release their their anger, their fire against him, and he literally absorbs it um, and just redirects it back at them. Uh, as you describe, the lava just that this whole temple is sitting on bursts through. He like cu- creates a chasm with one yeah, karate dude. chop down to the ground. Yeah, uh, chasm opens and it, all hell breaks loose. He kind of causes an earthquake, and you know there could be a lot of things at play here since he's also an avatar. Maybe he's simultaneously earthbending and firebending to do these things. Mm. It was really cool. Yeah, it was godly. It was a demigod-esque. It was epic Definitely. is what it was. And mm-hmm. it's. I'm excited to see so much more of that because we'll be seeing earth, fire, water, air versions of bending in that magnitude. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm watching this show because I love world building and I love just cool action creative action things like that 
fantasy yeah. action, I guess is what I'll call it. Um, and these mm. these two episodes gave us both. And speaking of the cool action, one of your I already know what yours because <laughs> again, we are stupid and didn't record the first time. But your other one was in the uh, earlier on in the second episode. So my favorite sequence was actually the B story of the first episode where. Uncle Iroh gets captured by the Earth Nation soldiers. You learn a lot about his backstory. Basically, the Earth Nation soldiers know who this guy is. So he's a renowned soldier across the world, I guess. Right. General. General. As they say, yeah. General Iroh. General Iroh. Um, mm-hmm. He, uh, you, you get a sense of his cunningness because mm-hmm. when he's being captured, he falls off a horse and leaves a slipper breadcrumb for Zuko to find. A Lord of the Rings. Yes. Uh, two towers. Merry and Pippin leaving their elven brooch yes. on the ground for Aragorn. Hot on their tails to retrieve. Yeah. Brooch. Okay. <laughs> immediate fact check once more from Nikki. Brooch. It was a brooch. It was it's a brooch. Spelled, spelled brooch, but pronounced brooch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, whenever I read that word, I just say, my mind says brooch. Really? <laughs> it's, bro- I, it's, yes, it's brooch. I it's, is there spelled brooch? I know. I know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Um, uh, that's so funny. Sorry. I digress. I digress. Yeah. But okay. So we already talked about him being able to see the spirit dragon, which is dope. But we get to yeah. see him fight. We get to see him fight earthbenders. And it's so cool because he has these chains on his arms that... Mm-hmm. break off and he starts wielding them in a very martial arts animation fashion like you can tell yep. they took care in studying martial arts footage to replicate mm-hmm. like different whip chain martial arts yeah he mm-hmm. wraps around boulders and flings it back at the earthbenders he wraps it around people's ankles and like you know makes them fall down uh and he's mm-hmm. bad at or badass at firebending and he does yeah. it all in a loincloth with his pot belly, you know, dad bod. Yeah, and and we unfortunately don't get to see his penis. Really <laughs> was hoping for that one. Why? But, uh, well, he definitely had big dick energy. He had big fire energy for sure. Oh yeah, and he's got the the belly to match. Yeah. You know? And uh, uh, I thought it, I thought uh, this is kind of a piggyback note, but th- but they gave a lot of like little factoids and Easter eggs and like rules of the lore in these episodes. Uh-huh. Basically, they tried destroying Iroh's hands because I guess destroying the hands kind of impairs people's ability to bend. Right. Is kind of a thing. Uh, they, uh, this is kind of tangential, but we see that Aang isn't able to airbend in the spirit world. That's right. Which I'm sure will come back in some way. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, Zuko, we see be very well equipped to fire earthbenders, whereas he was mm-hmm. very awkward fighting Aang. And who's an airbender again in episode two? Uh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. Really able to just elude his grasp pretty much whenever. Yeah, Zuko is not. Nobody really knows how to fight against an airbender yeah. because they're not around. They're an endangered species. Zuko apparently. I mean, his main adversary in the war they're currently fighting is against the Earth Kingdom. So I'm assuming he's gone all of his training doing that. He handily is able to uh, win a battle, even though he's clearly outmatched by numbers. I will say a cool little thing they added, too, about the Earth soldier garb. They have these conular helmets, kind of like the helmet, like hats that you see, like rice paddy hats. It's the same uh-huh. shape. Yeah. And uh, one time they shoot a fireball at one of the earthbending soldiers, and he ducks down into a ball and uses the helmet to like disperse the flame. And I thought that was really mm. cool. 
thought that was a really yeah. cool nugget mm-hmm. to nerd out over. Yeah, the, it seems they were also the leader of the pack was well equipped in fighting firebenders as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a te- he was a tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he actually um, they're they're laying a little bit of foundation on the history. These characters here were um, soldiers from Ba Sing Se, mm. a city which you probably will hear more about mm-hmm. in Avatar, in that it is a pretty powerful uh, powerful kingdom. Not yet under Fire Nation influence, although many of the Earth Nation towns we've visited so far have so far succumbed to the Fire Nation. Yeah. But not Bossing Say. Yeah, which, which brings me to, like, I thought going in that, like, every nation was under Fire Nation's control, but th- these two episodes made it clear that uh, they haven't taken over everything, especially the Earth Kingdom. Um, yeah. But by mm-hmm. summer's end, when the second asteroid hits, that's when uh, that might very well happen if Aang doesn't stop them. Stakes. Hashtag stakes. Big stakes. A1 sauce. But that was our favorite scenes, man. You want to go on to critiques, I guess? Yep, yep. Yes. Critiques is hopping right on the heels of my favorite scene. When Roku is able to somehow use his firebending <laughs> to simultaneously in the same blast of fire attack all these Fire Nation dudes and also melt the chains that were restraining Katara and Sokka without burning either of them and neither by the fire or by the 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 cha- metal chains that got so hot that they disintegrated <laughs> did not harm them in any way. It's just like Marvel Avengers like almost like dissolves out like <laughs> yeah exactly the the chains weren't feeling so good and they disappeared um but yeah this is just a larger point a large criticism i have on firebending sometimes when they firebend it uh you know it'll light a building on fire it will burn people like you know zuko was burned you know his scar is from firebending was, was that a spoiler uh, I mean, no a, i hope not but yeah his his scar is from firebending but a lot of the times when firebending is used, it's kind of just a push. Yeah. You know, the, someone will be hit by firebending, they'll be like, ah, and they'll fall back. In this case, they're using fire against firebenders, and I'm assuming they're able to ward it off somehow. But, you know, Sokka is not a firebender, and he was completely unaffected. So that was my criticism. I think that's a valid critique, Eli. But if I were mm-hmm. to play devil's advocate, okay, uh, it might be in, in this instance that... Avatar Roku is so adept, so masterful at firebending that he was able to pinpoint the heat to the chain and just the chain and like have the heat like fall out away from them. And also the Uh, chain, the heat of the chain itself not affect them either, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't fucking know. (laughs) Because, and I mentioned before that maybe he was simultaneously earthbending and firebending when he split the ground right maybe he, he is the avatar a, maybe yes he's the avatar he can fire band everything he heated up the chains created a bubble of air around our friends Sokka and katara <laughs> to cool down any of the heat the residual heat from the chains from the fire bending and shield them from it th- them being their allies his allies Roku's yeah allies. He can and bend everything, including is, the rules of storytelling. Ex- ex- including the world building. <laughs> he, can, he can shield the world building and all the plot holes. 
<laughs> um, yeah, the, the the mental jujitsu <laughs> that exactly. we're that we're doing to <laughs> yeah, that's why we have a podcast about the show. We're we're the people to do that. My other critique is when when Aang wakes up and they're like Katara's like, all right, let's get out of here. He says, oh, where is that sage guy that helped us out? You know, the nice friendly fire. Oh yeah, guy? <laughs> and Katara says, and there he's I like, fuck him, <laughs> <laughs> and they just move on. I don't know, who cares. Fuck that While guy. the whole island is like <laughs> sinking into molten lava. Yeah, he'll be fine. He's a firebender. He can get out of that. No way. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it turns out that he was on the ship with um, General Zhao, but they just they don't Commander care about saving Zhao. him. You know, he could have been a firebender teacher as well. But yeah. um, I think we touched on this in the past. He has to learn water bending and then earth, yeah, uh, earth and then bending, earth, and then fire. Yeah, bending, and then fire. So. Yeah. That yeah. cancels that one out. Yeah. Shall we move on to our bogus thesis? Yep, yep. Yeah, bogus thesis, man. I I still don't have a going, man. Yours yeah. was fucking great. Uh, oh, you mean the one that I talked about before we recorded yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, so let me let me let me lay it down for you. So in episode episode one. Tell it again. Uh episode one being episode six, I think. Seven, seven episode seven. seven. Episode one of the the mini arc, Part one. the winter solstice arc of yep. Avatar. Uh, we have a very similar story to the movie Princess Mononoke. If you guys haven't seen that movie, it is a Hayao Miyazaki movie. One of the best anime movies, if you would consider that movie to be anime, anime movies of all time. My One of actually, I think, if not my favorite movie ever. Wow. A super similar story. But what I, my thesis is to be specific is that this episode is specifically dealing it is a exploration of shintoism shintoism being a belief formed in japan i believe that is a fact check yes that it's gotta um, be right let me explain let me explain shintoism to the best of my knowledge it is that it's kind of like an uh, a form of animism that all these different things in nature the trees and the rocks and everything all that all have their own spirits and that we also, as humans, have our own spirits, should respect and uh, nature as, you know, its own entity that should be preserved. Yep. And taken good care of. Was I right? That Okay, I was right. So no need for fact. Yeah. And so we see that in, in this episode. We see Aang as a, a bridge between the spirit world and the physical world. As we see the main character of Princess Mononoke, whose name is Ashi Taka. Yes, Ashitaka. After the spirit of the forest was angered, um, Ashitaka and Aang, both of them, were able to say, hey, chill. Uh, we don't want to hurt you. Uh, please let us live in harmony. And, you know, in a span of two minutes in this Avatar episode, the spirit of the forest is like, uh, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We're cool, bro. I'm going to turn into a panda and be a chiller. Bro yeah, here's again. an acorn. Yeah, exactly. Here's an acorn. We, we actually want to regrow. It's just these Fire Nation assholes that want to burn you. He's like, yeah, uh, good point. Good point. Um, I can be a cool little panda again. Deuces. I think I think the parallels mm-hmm. are definitely there, and I think mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of other movies that have that. And because like Bong Joon Ho, the director of Parasite, also like does a lot of uh, environmentalism themes, and I feel like he touches up upon that kind of stuff too. Like he did a movie called Monster that is very similar to that, where a, a river monster comes out of the Han River in Korea and devastates the the city. But the theme is around like, well, you polluted the fuck out of it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and Nausicaa as well is kind of like that. Oh, totally. Everyone, yeah. every inclination is just to fight against all these bugs. But, you know, the violence is never the answer. 
for Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. And I agree. Oh, it's like humans were the fucked up ones all this time. Exactly. Oh, we That's are the, the parasites. Remember those memes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are the yeah. parasite. I think it's just about time for us to thank our lovely sponsor once again, Roku TV. Roku. Coming back for us um, to sponsor. Fire Nation Avatar, Roku TV. <laughs> Roku TV. We watched this episode on a Roku TV. Um, it was so beautiful. The colors were great. Um, great interface, uh, comfortable remote. I think you have one too. I, I do too. And it was uh, mm. the thing that I, the best thing that I could afford. <laughs> That's my reason for <laughs> buying it as well. <laughs> I, had a, I actually had a Samsung before, which I highly preferred. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm pissed. I, I just reminds me when I moved from yeah, New York yeah. to LA, I went to the UPS store and I, I couldn't sell my TV in time because uh, I was afraid about shipping yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right, fine. We'll just ship it. And so we, I paid like a lot of money to ship the TV. Did it break? Like, Whatever. It's going to be worth it because I don't have to buy a new TV. It showed up just broken. Fuck that. Yeah. And I called the UPS store. I was like, hey, uh, I'd like a refund for, every, for the TV and for the shipping cost. And they're like, okay. I remember the lady that helped me out was like, okay, fine. But this is a personal favor. And then never did anything. <laughs> What? Yeah. Yo, fuck that. Yeah. Oh I know. man, I'm sorry. That's a lot. It was a lot of money. It was like that is a lot of money. Bucks. It was like a 4K. Yeah, dude. TV. So that's why this episode is sponsored by Roku. Yeah. Fuck you. Not UPS. Yeah, not UPS. FedEx sponsored by FedEx and sponsored by FedEx because Appa is just shipping these characters all over the place, <laughs> high speed. Yeah. Did you did you also realize that Appa's the arrow on Appa's head is the same arrow in FedEx's logo? Now you know. <laughs> um, this has been a special broad, a special two part broadcast of Avatar: The First Viewing, and as we always do, we're gonna leave you off with some words of wisdom. Sometimes you should undercook. Your chicken slightly before putting it in with the rest of your dishes because it'll continue to cook with your pasta with your soups and it'll get to the perfect level of tenderness keep that in mind it's a metaphor for life